Radio Tab's Mobile Rolling. Presented by Garrard's Horse and Hound. Making shopping easier with their online store. The same extensive catalogue, the same keen prices online or over the phone. 1-800-060-896 or visit horseandhound.com.au. The two mighty prize fighters slugging it out for the title of number one. It's Westburn ground about a neck. Simbad Bay on the outside lays down the gauntlet. A length and a half to amendment. Followed then by Village Kiddies under extreme pressure now, Willie. On the fence, it's motor power. And then uh, followed by a carry and Speedy Cheval and the rest headed by Via Valencia. 28.5 the third quarter. Some of these sectionals are unbelievable. At the 250, the pressure is going on. Westburn ground about three quarters of a length on Simbad Bay trying to lift. Getting up on the fence now is Zakarian followed around the outside by a member to carry and broke down the outside. It's motor power and Westburn Grant has raced away. The pacing cup is all over. Westburn Grant's demolishing them. Simbad Bay bot battling on from a member. Oh, but Westburn Grant's made a one-act affair. It's just tremendous. We love the horse and, and, you know, put so much time in on him, as you know, and it was just a great feeling. But it was indeed 1991, John Hunt's brilliant call of Westburn Grant. Good morning, Chris. Steve, good morning to you. Good morning, everyone. The first of two WA pacing cups for the horse, affectionately known as Spot. And we could listen to those replays all day long. And Vic Frost, next Tuesday, turns 82 years young, Steve, going as uh, well as ever. And uh, the club are going to put on a, a big birthday party for him tomorrow night at Albion Park. So I think that's a, a tremendous honour for a, a living legend of the sport. I'm sure Darren Clayton's got a great memory or many great memories of this WA Pacing Cup over the years. We talked about Village Kid and some of the stars yesterday. Darren, good morning. Yeah, morning, Steve. Morning, Chris. Yeah, it was interesting hearing um, Matty Young and yourselves both go through that uh, history of the race. And, yeah, there's been some wonderful winners. Westburn Grand, I've, an old favourite of mine. I was at Mooney Valley the night he won the 1992 Inter-Dominion. So, yeah, good to see. Good timing, too, for Vic's birthday that uh, the Albion Park Club can, can give him a birthday bash. And just looking at that video, because I played that off a, off a YouTube clip, just the crowd back then, the crowds, standing room only. No doubt about it. And I think they'll get a really good crowd again tonight, Steve. Gloucester Park uh, traditionally always seems to get big crowds for their big races. And this is their jewel in the crown. There's no doubt about that. The WA Pacing Cup... Matty Young outlined that they've got a number of festivities planned for the night. So I'm expecting uh, when you tune into Sky later tonight, they're, they're going to be uh, packed in there at uh, Gloucester Park tonight. It's a, a really good field. No standout performers, no champions in there, but uh, I think it's going to be keenly contested. So I'm looking forward to seeing what sort of crowd they get on course tonight. What's going to win it? Steve, to be honest, I don't really know. I think Diego's the horse to beat, given that he's come up with barrier one. Gary Hall Jr.'s won his appeal during the week, so he gets to drive. He's the most successful ever cup driver. Uh, he's got eight uh, victories against his name already. And this horse is such a good front runner. Yes, he got beaten when he led last time out. That's the first time he's had his colours lowered since being uh, under the care of Gary Hall Sr. when he's led. But he gets a chance to redeem himself here tonight. 270 currently, so... Uh, I think he's the horse to beat, but I think there's some tremendous value here with some other really talented types. I think the, the case that Matty Young put forward for Petrona Star was uh, very compelling yesterday. 
And uh, there's been a little bit of support for him. I think there was as much as $21 on offer yesterday. He's around $16 now. So he certainly won at value. Uh, and what do we do with Magnificent Storm, Steve? Uh, he's been disappointingly, uh, disappointing at his past two starts. Can he bounce back and claim the state's biggest event? Interesting, isn't it? Gee, there's some great racing, not only in Western Australia, Crystal Gloucester tonight, but we talked about the smart horse of Shannon Price's going around at Menangle, but there's a heap of decent races to discuss this morning. Yeah, absolutely. And Ryan Spice is about to join us. I'll just go through that market for tonight's feature. So it's race five tonight, the WA Pacing Cup, 9-12 Queensland time. Diego opened 370, now 270. Minstrel, five out from 370. Jumping Jack Mack, he's been a, a big grifter. 23 out from 9.50. Magnificent Storm, 4.40 out from 4.20. Sangu Real, $81 out from 34. Labrajo, he was the favourite for the Creo Cup two starts ago, $34. Himself, the Nugget winner, $10. $23 was first bet, so he's finding good support. Hampton and Banner, Wild West, Wild West defending champion. They're both at $151, Hampton and Banner, Wild West. Mighty Ronaldo, the Creo Cup winner, six out from five. Petronas Star, uh, $21, he's now 16 Mighty Conqueror, $41. And then we've got uh, the Emergencies Volunteer Vampiro, both at $41. So that's the market for tonight's feature, the WA Pacing Cup. Uh, Ryan, good morning. Morning, Chris. Morning, boys. I've got to ask both of you, and whoever jumps in first, I'll be intrigued. Who's more excited about today's program? Because... It looks a great punting program today at Albion Park. Eight races, I think there's at least five odds on favourites. So who's who's more excited about today, Darren or Ryan? I think that might be Ryan. I'm not overly too keen on today. I was some great racing, and but yeah, I'm pretty keen on tomorrow night. Okay, Ryan, your yeah, thoughts on today? Yeah, I think today there looks like uh, a couple of really decent bets on the card, but I'm with Darren. I think tomorrow night presents as one of the better punching cards we've seen in a while. Okay, so let's just go through these favourites first before we focus on tomorrow night. Nakula in race one. Does he finally break through for his first local win? He gets every opportunity today. Uh, he's been taking on much stronger company. He gets back to maiden only class today. So I think whether he pushes on and works to the front or even just holds back, uh, t today is his day. Ryan? Yeah, Chris, I think uh, if Nakula doesn't get the job done today, the stable will be bitterly disappointed. Okay, what about Wonder Woman Jujon? She's been heavily tried already. Drawn gate two, raise two. Drawn to lead, so does she take them all the way? Oh, I've got some concerns here. She certainly got the um, the early speed to get to the front. I think the real fly in the ointment here is only one Don, Chris. We've seen him um, roll forward and either from the breeze or in front really put some speed on. So if he, if they want to hold up with Wonder Woman Jujon, um, she might just get softened up a little bit by only one Don. So while I certainly think she's got the skill and ability to win that race, I just think uh, the dollar fifty-five might be too short with what could happen in the run. Okay, Ryan, any temptation there with Wonder Woman Jujon? Chris, I think if she reproduces what she brought to the track two starts ago and runs another 54 mile on the front end, yes, yeah, she will be winning. Okay, we skip over race three. Shorty in race four, very good filly. Cheerleader, she's off a freshen up. Darren, I'll ask this question. As it stands right now, does she look like being the best three-year-old filly 
in Queensland? I thought she, she did, Chris. I the way she finished last season off was was super. She ended up winning six of her nine starts, but uh, importantly, she won, put sort of a bit of a stretch on. She, she was a, a runner-up on debut, then finished fourth in the triad uh, heat as the heats had come back in. She then went on a five-winning streak. Only time she then got beaten, she was runner-up, only a half-length in good time behind her stablemate, Bold Medley Jujon, then she come back out and won again. Um, of the fillies we saw, she was probably a little bit... She just wasn't ready for those triads in August, but since then, she's certainly the best... Uh, she finished the season as probably the best two-year-old filly with what she produced, so uh, I'd say, yes, she looks, she looks very promising. Ryan, does she take this race today? Chris, she certainly should. Uh, she's about six weeks between runs, which is my only concern. And from two to the back row at a dollar forty, I'm not overly sure how she'll be driven. If she's driven cold, I certainly wouldn't want to be on at the dollar forty. So it's just a watch for me. New South Wales Oaks campaign coming up for cheerleader. Um, how do you think she's going to measure up down there? Darren, you go first. Yeah, I, I think she'll measure up. Like I said, I think she's a, she's a very progressive filly and um, I've certainly taken on her efforts there at the end of last year and um, from what I've seen of her, I think she's certainly uh, a filly that can probably go on with it as well. You know, really well bred um, by always be Mickey out of Cherish the Moment. Cherish the Moment was a, a good mare in her own right. So I, th I think she's got the, all the makings of, of a filly that can really push on. Ryan, are you keen to see her in Sydney? Certainly am, Chris. I think, without a doubt, she would acquit herself well and definitely make the final. All right. And the other race today, of particular interest is race five. First look at the tab quaddy today. Looks a racing two. Two really exciting three-year-olds. The group one winning for real life is an odds-on favourite, but he'll face stiff opposition here in the shape of free thinker. This will be a good race, Darren. Yeah, sure will, Chris, and uh, I'm, I'm keen on what For Real Life can do this campaign. Um, he finished off last season with a Group 1 victory, and he's been to the trials, and his trial was particularly sharp. He was um, steady time early, a second quarter of 32-1, but then he really ripped home. He's come home in 26-1 and in that trial, beat a couple of handy ones in Bangkok DJ and Borella, um, both, you know, n nice quality horses. I think um, he's going to, to have a big season for real life. And um, I think he starts today. And um, we know Trent Dawson, he's, he's pr always an aggressive driver. So we might uh, see something pretty good first up. OK, Ryan, how do you see this clash today? Yeah, I love the progression this horse has made. As Darren said, the trial was sharp. Even from the breeze today, I think he'll get the job done but we will wait till start time for hopefully for a better price. Okay, well, that's all in front of us today. Let's focus on tomorrow night. First question for you, Ryan. I want to focus on Melton tomorrow night. Firstly, does, does this meeting go ahead tomorrow night? There's concerns with the track? Um, the last report that I've had, Chris, they seem to have got on top of their issues, and, yes, it's all set to go. Is that a concern, given that the Hunter Cup comes up in, what, eight days' time? Um, I think it's fairly stock standard protocol to give your track a bit of a reno three weeks out from a major race meeting. So, you know, play on. It's the same for all horses and we'll see what happens. OK, there's three races that I wanted to highlight from Melton tomorrow night. We'll start with the race five.
the Casey Classic. And this is, in some ways, a, a final uh, dress rehearsal for the Hunter Cup. There's a few here trying to forge their way into that field for next week. The Group 3 race over 2,240. The favourite is Hurricane Harley, 210. He's second up for Emma Stewart. He chased home catchaway last week. 290 Torrid Saint. And the other major player in the bidding there is Crime Rider at 750. Hurricane Harley opened 215, now 210. Torrid Saint, 290 after $3 was first bet. And Crime Rider, 750 from 950. How do you see this race, Ryan? Chris, I think this is a definite leader behind leader race. Hurricane Harley should lead, and Torrid Saint will be in the trail. Hard to split, but in saying that, Hurricane Harley is really the classy horse. I think you'll get his every chance in the front end. And yeah, black odds, I could take the 210, but I'll probably just wait and see what price he ends up. Okay. If he won tomorrow night, Hurricane Harley, do you think they'll sort of push for a spot in the Hunter Cup next week? Um, I, I assume so. Um, I'm not quite sure what the plans will be with this horse. He's come back from Western Australia. I think they'll just be pretty happy to see him bounce back into the winner's circle tonight. Okay. The Dullard Cup is race number six. This is for the Trotters. Uh, Elderberry and Crez at 100 to 1. Sundong's Courage 15. Queen Elida at $2. Majestic Man is back over from New Zealand, 380. Loxley Lover at 21. Vacation Hill, 31. Kiang Lavana, 81. Just Believe, 320. Elderbaron Dino at $81. So the favourite here is Queen Elida. She's at $2. Open 270. Just Believe, the Inter Dominion champ. 320. He's rock solid. And Majestic Man's been easy of the trio. 380 out from 270. Is it a race in three, Ryan? Oh, I think it is, Chris. In some ways, um, this is my best of the weekend, actually, this race. Really keen, just believe, can extend his picket fence. Elder Baron Dino, who's drawn to his outside, is a horse that just can't keep up in the score-up. Just believe will be straight off into the running line. This horse is so versatile. He's effective in front, from behind, or even from the breeze. I think the fact that he's one run in front of Queen Alita in his campaign is a big benefit. I'm not really worried about the race shape. I think you'll get the job done again, and 320 is a great price. Okay, so keen on just believe, Darren. We might uh, see some of these trotters in Brisbane later this year with the Inter Dominion Series. Just believe, defending champ. This is going to be a good race tomorrow night. Yeah, sure is. We saw uh, Queen Alita lead from Barrier One there a few weeks back, where the, uh, in one of the Inter Dominion heats, where there was some concern that she wouldn't have the early speed. So. Um, where she positions from gate three will be interesting. I thought Majestic Man, uh, even though he's been easy, uh, he's a he's a high quality trotter, and I think it's um, maybe uh, a little bit of overs there from what he's been able to do. Last start, Cambridge winner, and um, admittedly didn't uh, didn't perform at his best last time he was in Australia, but uh, certainly contested a lot of the big races, and I, I think um, he might. Well, I don't know whether he can beat Just Believe in the form that Just Believe's in at the moment. I certainly think he uh, he won't be a pushover. Okay. The other feature tomorrow night from Melton is race seven. This is a good race. The three-year-old Caduceus Classic. Uh, we've got Dangerous 260, Chillin 150, Soho Seraphine 14, Kiang Tokyo 21, School Captain $1.50, Star's Destiny at 126, Cattell for Rescue at 151. Heath Burn Bruce, 71. Uh, Deuce Coop at 71. Star of the Show, 16. And Aussie Punter at $150. So a race in two here, Ryan. School Captain, $1.50 out from $1.33. And Dangerous is 260 in from five. This is a really good push. 
Chris, another classic two-horse race here. Dangerous for Shane Sanderson to be driven by his son, Ryan. is a really lovely developing horse. And we've got skill captain returning after his big win on New Year's Eve. I'm actually really keen that Dangerous can be leading here over the mile and run a race and defeat skill captain. Um, they're both on a New South Wales Derby campaign. 260 does look rock bottom now, but yeah, I think they'll pair off and fight it out up the straight. Okay. Again, there's a chance that these guys might even push on to a, a Queensland campaign for the Constellations in July. Dangerous with Shane Sanderson, a Queenslander, and school captain Nathan Jack. He was here last year with the ladies in red, raced by the same connection. So, two very nice three-year-olds. Yeah, no, very lovely, lovely. Sorry. Yeah, sorry, Ryan. Yeah, both both very progressive types too. And like you mentioned, uh, Shane Sanderson former Queenslander, plying his trade down in Victoria now, so I'm sure he'd be keen to, to bring a, a nicely credentialed horse back home for a, a Queensland carnival. OK, I think he's raced by the uh, the Menengate connection. Those colours do look uh, very familiar. So that's Melton tomorrow night. We'll move up the uh, the highway. Menangle tomorrow night in Sydney. Uh, eight race program. A couple of races there I want to focus on as well. Uh, race number three, this race for the Mayors, and the favourite is stylish Memphis at 260, Brave New Kelly, the stablemate, 310, uh, 650 Madrid, and then $9 for Fairy Tinkerbell, $11 Yarram and Bella, $13 BK Swipe. This is a good mares race. We're going to see good mares competing over the coming weeks, Ryan, with the, uh, the Queen Elizabeth or Ladyship Mile, whatever you want to call it. Um, but these mares are high quality, as we know, stylish Memphis, all class. Is she good enough to overcome this gate tomorrow night? Yeah, I think she is, Chris. Uh, despite the bad gate, I still expect her to get the job done. I think she will get a fair way back um, at the start in this race. A mid-race move might be on the cards. Um, I do like the horse, who is our stable mate, Braveview Kelly. She trialled nicely in return, and she's broken 150 before. But I think uh, Stylish Memphis is the best of them. OK, Darren, any thoughts on this mare's race tomorrow night? Yeah, I think stylish Memphis, it's it's going to be tough from her out there in a wide gate. Um, I think BK Swy, the other Jack trainer, he's got a, a fairly good trio of mares here, BK Swy, Braveview Kelly and, and stylish Memphis. So he certainly uh, holds the whip hand, so to speak, in that race, you would think. All right, race four tomorrow night. This is the open, and this looks a race in two, and this is going to be an intriguing little battle here. The stable mates at the top of the betting board. Spirit of St. Louis at 2.10. Bondi Lockdown, first up for Team McCarthy at 2.50. Ryan, who wins this race and why? I'm not really sure, actually, Chris. It looks... Um, I think Louis will be the first horse to get forward from the McCarthy quartet. Um, Bondi Lockdown, first up from a, uh, a long spell. I think he'd probably be driven conservatively in the initial start. If there was to be a blowout, I think in the race, the third stringer McCarthy horse, Max Shard, is right back to his best. And the $19 each way, I think, represents some value. So if you're looking to play in one at a price, yeah, I don't mind Max Shard. OK, so Max Shard, $19, $23 first bet. Darren, they're not giving much away here. Spirit of St. Louis, 210. The Open, 230. And Bondi Lockdown, rock solid at 250. This is going to be a very interesting race. Yeah, it, it certainly will, and I think Ryan's probably on the mark there saying they won't be too um, keen with Bondi Lockdown early. We know he's 
Um, last start he had a bleeding attack, that's why he's now with the McCarthy's. So, um, you know, I think they'll be conservative in the early stages and, and probably look to build him into his campaign, uh, get back near somewhere near his peak where we what we saw this time last year, um, he was enormous. So, yeah, I think he'll be probably conservative early. Spirit of St. Louis, um, you know, I think he's short enough. To be fair, there's not uh, those drawn sort of inside. Um, he's chiming. Zarvan Banner, last start claiming winner down in Victoria. Um, I thought the Black Prince might be one that could just um, provide a, a good place opportunity. So, But, uh, yeah, all eyes will certainly be on the McCarthy trio, the big three in, down the bottom of the, of the board there. Yeah, no doubt about it. So that's race four. And race five is the main event tomorrow night in Sydney at Menangle. It's the Group 2 Simpson Memorial, $50,000. And great Queensland interest here because the favourite is Sure Thing Captain. Fire up Lexi at $150. Sure Thing Captain, $1.50. Have you checked in, $34. Merrywood Tony, $150. Uh, Montalbano at $750. Mildeman Carter at $320. Chiseled, $31. Uh, Rocket Coco at $15. The Irishman, $51. So the favourite, clearly, the Queenslander, sure thing, captain. He went up 165. He touched 145. He's now at 150. So he's a two-zone pop here tomorrow night, Ryan. Does he take care of this opposition? Chris, he certainly can. If he reproduces his last start effort, I think he will be winning. Hopefully, if he's going to have a successful New South Wales Derby campaign, he'll have to be taking care of this lot. Off his last start performance, he's a clear ratings special in the race. So I think he'll jump sub dollar fifty. So I thought the dollar sixty five they went up early was fair enough. Yeah, hopefully the Queensland horse can get the job done. Okay, Darren. Given that the New South Wales Derby is fast approaching, did you expect more as far as depth for this race tomorrow night? Does it just look a little light on in your opinion? Yeah, I thought it looked uh, extremely light on. Uh, Chris and I think the the fact that um, you know you've got two it's not even a capacity field and you've got two horses returning from a spell um, the fact that you know this is a fifty thousand dollar three year old race and as you pointed out it's a traditional lead in to the to the derby so um, yeah I, I think it's probably light on in terms of um, depth in pre from previous years that's for sure so um, that said there's a couple of nice ones in there my ultimate Carter. Um, of course, the Queensland horse, and um, be keen to see how Have You Checked In goes this campaign. Um, formerly prepared by Ty Robson out in the central west of New South Wales, he's shifted him down to Ricky Alton, and he was a pretty nice winner first up. So uh, he's a Q-bred horse as well, so we might see him again in the winter with now that he's with Ricky Alton. Okay, well, it's race five tomorrow night, coming through at 7.32 Queensland time. Ryan, uh, build me a multi for the weekend, looking at... Menangle or, or Melton or both? How do you see it if you were building a multi? Uh, I like the just a little double Chris. We'll go short thing captain at the dollar fifty into which is race five number two, and we'll keep it at Menangle race six number one. Mahomes resumes from a spell, currently at even money. Uh, he's a really classy type. The only query is that it's twenty three hundred and not a mile, which he's got a little bit of a chink in the armour. But on class alone, he should be very, very hard to beat. So that double comes out to $3. Okay, so that's uh, race five, number two, short thing, captain. Into race six, number one, Mahomes. So $3, $1.50 into $2 currently. Speaking of Mahomes, he's getting set 
for the chariots of fire. We saw Captain Ravishing step out during the week. Uh, do we sort of take anything away from that trial, guys? Uh, Darren, uh, what did you make of the trial? Did, did it sort of prove anything? Uh, it, obviously, the horse to beat for the chariots. So what did you take away from that trial? Yeah, I'm not really sure what to take out of it. Chris, he was out on his own. He just... Um, I think I mentioned the other day it was pretty much just like a track work workout for him um, under uh, probably official conditions he didn't he was out in front there was nothing pressuring him so um, times were good but uh, he's certainly um, you know running some time once he gets under race conditions it'll be interesting to see what how he performs and um, you know, we always talk about horses getting onto that big Menangle track. He's certainly one that uh, looks like he'll enjoy just freewheeling and seeing what he can do against the clock. Ryan, do you think they'll get a full field for that Group 1 Bonanza? That's the race they're targeting with Captain Ravishing first up. So do you think they'll get a full field? Or given that that, that hype is so big on him, does he sort of scare quite a few away? Yeah, I think you're right, Chris. I think uh, a few of his main rivals will look to dodge him, and yeah, they may not get a capacity field. Okay, well, we'll wait and see what happens there, but uh, he looked good, there's no doubt about it, in that trial. Let's have a look now at Albion Park tomorrow night. We've got 10 races, and speaking of the Chariots of Fire, Teddy Disco is going to have his final hit out here locally before he heads south for a shot at that Group 1 feature. Uh, guys, he's in race six, drawn gate two. Uh, he was beaten out of the place first up, but he didn't have a great deal of luck there off a, a pretty awkward draw. Darren, does he just take care of this opposition tomorrow night, or has he got something to uh, worry about? Well, I don't think he does, Chris. He was unlucky inside the second line first up and um, just got um, locked away and never really got out. Uh, his trials, he'd, he'd had three trials in preparation. He was He's certainly fit enough. I think he gets his chance tomorrow night to just roll to the front and from there it, uh, he looks pretty hard to beat. So um, I, I think he takes care of it. Uh, if he heads, he's heading south for some of those four-year-old features, um, if, they're, if they're on the radar, you'd expect him to be taking um, pretty easy order out of winning this race tomorrow night if that trip is to go ahead. Okay, Ryan, how do you see it? He, he looks the class horse. There's no doubt about it. When you look at his NR rating compared to his drivers, uh, is it a case of uh, put in and take out? Yeah, I think so, Chris. But he may not be much of a betting proposition. I think he's going to be very, very short. Um, yeah, straight to the front, and he should be winning. I think uh, Misty Creek drawn to sit in the trail. I think looks a great place bet if we can get a price. Okay, so Misty Creek, the place there. Darren, what is your best bet coming through at Albion Park tomorrow night? Yeah, it comes up in race two, Chris. Uh, Rocks or Diamonds. Drawn a little bit awkwardly, but I think that might just help us get a little bit more price there. Um, first up from a spell, he was able to grab second on that occasion behind Lyrical Genius. He sat behind Lyrical Genius on that occasion and it was just turned into a sprint home. They absolutely walked the middle half of the mile. You won't see uh, a middle half of a, a mile in 63.8 for that class of horse um, very many times. And he wasn't beaten far. He'll be fitter for that run. And um, could be a little bit of shuffling early 
early on in this race with a bit of speed to his inside. I'm feeling fiery. He's got speed but handed over last week. Despondence, quick out as is misdemeanor. So um, could be a bit of early action. Justin Elkins drives this horse really well and I like his chances. Race two, number five, rocks or diamonds. Okay, so that's your best bet tomorrow night. Is there a value runner tomorrow night in your opinion? Um, I'm thinking if it does pop up at a price, Chris, race four, number two, hit the road, Jack. Doesn't have much numerical form against his name, but um, Grant Dixon gets back on here. He's a horse that, um, drawn in gate one, doesn't have a great deal of speed. Hit the road, Jack, not known too much for his speed either, but I think if he's got enough speed early to get past Keying Marvin, he'll certainly change the complexion of the race in his favour. So, um, I'm not sure whether th where this horse sort of heads long term, but uh, I think race four, number two, hit the road, Jack. I'm pretty keen on what he can do in that field. Okay, so that's race four, number two. I I'm keen to get both your opinions in this first race. I think it's a really good field, this first race, and we've got a couple of speedsters drawn the front row. So the question I want to pose, who leads this field? Is it Bonnie Prince Louis with Pete McMullen driving drawn gate two? Or is it Tizza Sizzler, who's drawn out in five with Nathan Dawson, who led and looked super impressive last time out? Darren, you go first here. Who leads this opening race tomorrow night? Uh, I, I mapped it as Tizza Sizzler leading. I think um, I think Bonnie Prince Louis first to the pegs, and then I think Tizza Sizzler just muscles his way to the front. Uh, that last start uh, win that he had, where he was able to sort of get away with a steady opening half but then he's come home in sub 54 on the front end that was a really strong run uh, he's a horse that's you know got plenty of high speed bonnie prince louis um he gets to the pegs first so just it just probably depends on what they want to do whether they want to park tis a sizzler so uh, but tis a sizzler in front for me okay so tis a sizzler leads the first ryan how do you see it yeah, Chris, I'm of the same opinion. I think Tizza Sizzler can get over. He may have to press on into the first bend, but I certainly think he can take up the running and prove to be the horse to beat. If they do overcook it, the pair of them early, Bonnie Prince Louis and Tizza Sizzler, you would have to say Manila Playboy is a, a, a live chance. Sectionally, he probably couldn't have done any more last week. Yeah, definitely. Um, he's been in really good order since his return. So, um, yeah, he's the one. He'll follow through early on the back of Bonnie Prince Louis. So he should be in the running line not too far away. So um, the other one that's um, always runs a race and sectionally super is Make Mine Memphis. Um, just keeps chipping away and knocking up those placings. So he'd be the other one if uh, he found space, if Bonnie Prince Louis decides to lead and... Um, runs them along, make my Memphis is another that can certainly come off a helmet and, and go hard in the closing stages. Okay, it certainly looks like they're going to be running time in that first race. Ryan, what's your best bet at Creek tomorrow night? Uh, Chris comes up, race three, number two, Kanye Crusader. Pete McMullen takes the reins. Uh, I think he, this horse has run, in his last few starts, he's run 52 on the front end twice now. Uh, I'm pretty sure he can push out hard take up the running and uh, get the job done. Okay, so race three, number two, Kanye Crusader. Uh, the quaddy tomorrow night, Darren, races five, six, seven and eight. We touched on Teddy Disco. How do we play the quaddy tomorrow night? Yeah, in that first leg, um, thought Young Conqueror gets his chance, Nathan Dawson on. Um, 
he's got just probably early early stages will be vital for him. He's not super quick out, but uh, I certainly think he can hustle through. Throw in number eight, the general, if Young Conqueror leads, well, he's the knockout hope. And Sonny Cove, he's rising a fair bit in grade here, but if he sticks to the pegs, um, it could be a peg race. So we'll go one, eight, and nine in that opening leg. The second leg, happy to go one out here with number two, Teddy Disco. He should just be uh, a times and margins job there. The third leg, bit more open um, mare's race here tinge of fear she's in super form at the moment speed dating um, she can certainly be an improver she's just probably been a little bit below her best the past couple um, lucky nutter back to mare's only company she can get forward and might as well she's um, only lightly raced but she's doing everything right at the moment beating the nose at her first start in Queensland for Ronnie Salas and then won both starts since albeit last week um, in the stewards room so 2579 and in the final leg um, three chances here I thought um, even though it is a, a pretty tricky mare's race I've got a whole lot of Rosie on top thought she's the one that can probably do the work in the run and still prevail um, Goldie's delight, probably not drawn too well, but if she gets out, she can certainly run on. And uh, Ashley Nitro doesn't have the best record at Albion Park, but um, just from the, the trail through, she should get. And the right sort of trip, it's a race that she could certainly bob up in. So bringing it home there, 6, 8, 10. 6, 8, 10. Just check your numbers there, race 7. Did you say 2, 4, 5, 9, or did we end up with something else there? No, uh, two, four, five, nine. Okay. So you're not giving Carla Jane a chance. Oh, sorry. Sorry, Chris. You are completely right. It was two, five, seven, nine. Two, five, seven, nine. Carla Jane, yeah, after her last start uh, against the the boys, so to speak, she's out to gate seven there. Um, will be a, a little bit tricky, but um, she's certainly one there that uh, is up to the task. Do apologise there. Wrong numbers. Okay, so just checking those numbers for the aquatic. First leg, one eight nine, two only in that uh, second leg. Then we go two five seven nine, and we bring it home with numbers six eight and ten. That's Darren's early thoughts for the quaddy tomorrow night. Uh, the dashboard on the uh, Racing Queensland website is that up and available right now? Yeah, that's up there. It's got all that information there. We just spoke about the quaddy. Um, I thought Teddy Disco's race looked a good trifecta race, just playing Teddy Disco, Misty Creek second, and then probably four or five runners in for third. Misty Creek, he won't know himself in gate one. He's pretty much used to being drawn out wide. So um, Nathan Dawson, the driver to follow tomorrow, he's, he could quite possibly walk home with... Um, if all goes to plan, uh, an absolute handful. He's got Tizza Sizzler, so much more, uh, Regulus, Young Conqueror, Teddy Disco, Stormtide, and a couple of others there. So um, the way it looks early, Nathan Dawson could be out to extend that lead he's got in the driver's premiership even further. Darren, before you go, I know it's a harness segment, but you must have been so proud. Just tell our listeners about your niece yesterday. They broadcast all these pony races on Sky Thoroughbred Central, and there she was in the famous Waller Colours, and she almost got the money yesterday in one of those pony races. Yeah, she did. She's uh, She does pony club, and that race was actually... Um, I saw a bit of backlash because Karen McAvoy's son won it. How that comes about, you have to be a registered member of pony club in New South Wales and be of a certain age. Um, they then had trial days, and from the trial days, they picked the riders that they thought were the most competent to put on display. Um, so then had that race yesterday at Warwick Farm, and yeah, 
um, Kaylee's got her little pony, and she they stepped out. They had a um, they got given their saddlecloths, and they paraded with the strappers and everything. So my brother-in-law Troy, he had to uh, he was the strapper, and yeah, out they went and had the race. And she was coming on the line, just ran out of time, but uh, it was Jake McAvoy who was able to win the race. And yeah, little niece, she finished second. So yeah. is she potentially uh, could she become a rider later on, jockey? Oh. Uh, anything to do with horses steve she's horse mad um like i say she's she does pony club but she's sort of not too much into the to the racing side of things at the moment but i'm sure in time that will come her dad troy um is a former track work rider and strapper so um she's sort of got that background as well and um so that's sort of there but she's big in pony club and she's won a, a, a heap of awards this year at pony club so um yeah, looking forward to what she does, but um, it's it's interesting that they it's an avenue that we have in the trots that sort of sometimes probably gets lost a little bit. We've got that you know potential stepping stone where we have the mini trots, and in the racing they don't really tend to to capitalise on it. No, he must have been very proud of her, and of course Chris Waller put it on his, his social media account as well. So a lot of people would have seen Kaylee there. He must have been very proud, Uncle. Thanks, Darren. Cheers, Steve. Yeah.